This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get to work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. One more day. One more day. Uno mas. Uno mas. I learned that on Duolingo. I learned it walking past the mega studio across the hall. Uno mas. Everybody's pumped for the game, man. Everybody up and down this hallway. Everybody at the Yellow Rose Distillery last night. Everybody at the places I've been to around town in the last 24 hours. People are hyped, man. People are hyped. For this divisional round game as we welcome you into Payne and Pendergast here on a football Friday, man. This is uh, this is fun. 3.30 tomorrow, kickoff. 12.30 and it is official. Seth, you and I will be doing Texans Countdown. Presented by Modelo Especial. Uh, live from the watch party downtown tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It'll it's be on good the time. books. Yeah. Uh, 12.30. 12.30. We'll start the show. Yep. I think the watch party starts before that. I'm not sure. Doors open 1.30 for the watch Doors party. Doors open at 1.30. Yeah, yeah. We'll, so. be, we'll, be in, we'll be in peak form by 1.30. We'll, we'll have an hour worth of radio under our belt. Sean will have talked the cobwebs out of his brain and mm-hmm. the, the whiskey-soaked, <laughs> his whiskey-soaked liver will be... Rinsed out possibly. By then. Don't don't yeah. make promises. I can't keep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that it's a Saturday game. I think you I think you made this point yesterday. It's nice to just get it done. You know, like just uh, let's uh, let's get in. Let's get this thing done, and then watch some football. Well, and and for the, and if they win for the third straight week, we will get to sit back. <clears throat> excuse me, sit back. Yeah, and watch football with an eye on it. That's meaningful to us. In other words, like after the Colts game, we had to sit and watch, ooh, do they win the division? Yeah. Like the games meant something to us the next day. Last week, they beat Cleveland. The games meant something to us the next couple days. If they win this one, we sit down on Sunday night and we watch Bill's Chiefs to see where the Texans will be going for the AFC Championship game. And with a win, the Texans would become the third team in NFL history to win two playoff games with a rookie quarterback and a first-year head coach. The other two, 2008 Ravens with Joe Flacco and John Harbaugh. And the 2009 Jets, it happened in back-to-back years with Rex Ryan and uh, Mark Sanchez. I would say C.J. Stroud, rookie, yeah. significantly better yeah. than the two rookie quarterbacks involved in those wins. Boy, you look at the difference between those teams and this one, where those teams, it was very much that those rookie quarterbacks really weren't playing that well. They were just along for the ride. And uh, yeah, I remember because uh, Brunel was the backup to Sanchez. That's right. Like they actually they should have put Brunel in. They, I mean, they probably could have gone to the Super Bowl. Or 2010 was the year. I don't know. Whatever. They I mean, they, they went been, to back to back AFC. They would have been better with yeah. a lot of other guys than Mark yeah, Sanchez. Yeah. So uh, with this, it's the exact exact opposite, especially offensively. I mean, it's the driving force of this offense has been C.J. Stroud, who's playing. And, and you know what? And he's not a rookie anymore. He played his 17 games, 
and now he's not a rookie. If he had had, you know, if they hadn't made the playoffs and he was playing in the second game since his rookie season, he wouldn't be a rookie. So he's not a rookie anymore. Nobody st- people st- people stop treating him like a rookie like in week 5 because yeah. he was so advanced. <laughs> like it's I, I almost feel like it's you know, he he he's he's been treated just like a regular vet football player for the last two months. Except he's not wacky like a lot of child prodigies. Right. You know, he's not he's not throwing killed. tantrums or anything. Nope. He's not out there screaming, well, somebody challenge me. Yeah. You're all inferior to me. Yeah. As child prodigies go, I would say CJ's probably the best adjustment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. like that Bryce Young character. No. He turned out. You know what you know what Bryce Young is? He's one of those chess prodigies that loses it by like that. He peaks at 19 and then it's all downhill into like he's gonna three years from now he'll be like <sighs> calling himself a, a visual arts performer God, or something so. and performing down in Greenwich Village. I'm yeah. cool with Bryce Young being on the Houston UFL team in like three years. That'd oh, be that'd fun. be cool. What yeah. If- <laughs> CJ and Bryce in the same city. What if so Bryce? How we doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll still sound like that. In three years, I'm cool with that. Um, Texans He's still be the Ricky Schroeder of the NFL. <laughs> still a hell. Look at Bryce Young. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Picture of his mugshot with like big bags under his eyes. Right, there, right, yeah. right. Yeah, he got picked up outside a convenience store. That's not nice. Um, Texans are still big underdogs in this game. Nine and a half as of yesterday. So that hasn't moved. Last I checked, I'm sure someone will tell me on the text page if it has. Um, okay, so. We're going to get appropriately amped up for this game over the next four hours, and part of getting amped up for this game is getting angry with your opponent. We'll do five reasons I hate you in the eight o'clock hour. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but I will tell, I will give you at least a couple reasons here off the top. I found this out this morning. I didn't realize this. I was listening to what's trending on our sister station, one hundred point three, the Bull, at five thirty a.m. I always like to listen in to see if there's any sports topics that are resonating with. The you know Crossover the a- hits. the average folks yeah. in the country community yeah absolutely um, and so um, so they one of their trending topics was the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are making Jacoby Jones their Ravens legend for this game on Saturday mm, that feels that feels in a feels, weird way very familiar doesn't it, it yeah it feels kind of petty mm-hmm. it feels almost kind of in a weird way like the. When the Oilers, well, the the Titans used the Oilers jerseys. Yeah. Now that was bringing back a fond memory and rubbing it in our faces. Where now this is bringing back foul memories and rubbing it in our faces. Because Jacoby Jones, uh, people remember the various fumbles, um, but that he would then go on to be the. MVP of the Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Flacco won the MVP, but he could have very well been the I MVP. Thought he was a, I thought he was the MVP. No, he went on Dancing with the Stars, though, after that. That's which is just better than being, being the MVP. The MVP. Better than, yeah, better than being the MVP. He went on uh, He went on all of the late-night talk shows. He went on one of them and said, does a does a bear, does a polar bear go doo-doo in the, oh, yeah. on the ice <laughs> yeah. or something? That was, they asked if, instead of saying yes to something, he said, does a, does a polar bear Go doo doo on the ice. His fifteen minutes of fame were pretty amazing. Did a good job with yeah, it. Yeah, he 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 was he was pretty good. Um, he had the big touchdown against Denver in that playoff run where he got behind Raheem Moore mm-hmm. and won the game. Yeah. Um, but the big thing was, as you pointed out, Jacoby Jones was the author of one of the most heartbreaking moments in Texans team history, yeah. letting a punt bounce off, punt bounce off his face early in that. First playoff loss to the Ravens in 2011. Set up an early touchdown. That was the difference in the game. They lost 20-13 to 13 in that game. So, I like your point, Seth. These teams that flout Houston football history, 
in the face of the Texans to try to get under our skin. Yeah. We're we're uh we're two and zero against those teams this year. Bad juju. We're two and zero against the yeah. Titans this year. Um, only one game did they try to flout their history. Uh, they had us. announced their plans already, though. Yeah, they, we knew that it was coming. We knew it was coming. So, so was I'm going to count both wins. Yeah, they were they were they were doing it all season. Yep. They had filed their season desist against the University of Houston. Yeah. Uh, for using similar colors. Yeah, they they knew That's what right. they were doing. That's right. Remember, like, hey, who should we pick on now? That's so stupid. We can't seem to beat the Texans. Why don't we just try to go pick on the pick University on of Houston college kids? Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you want to hear some disrespect? Amateurs. Would you? Would you? <laughs> air quotes. Um, you want to hear some disrespect? Yeah. This is courtesy of one one hundred five seven the fan in Baltimore, and I'll give credit to our afternoon show for finding this audio. This is the Vinny and Haney show. Vinny and Haney. Is that uh, Vinny Serrato though? Is that the former? Might be. Yeah, I think it is. Could I think be? he does radio okay. up there. Yeah. Former recruiting coordinator for the University of Notre Dame when I was there. <laughs> um, Vinny and Haney show. Here, here are the Vinny and Haney show. Opining on tomorrow's game. The Ravens are much better than Houston. I mean, overall. Uh, overall. They're just, I mean, Bob, Houston is a team that, um, how many Pro Bowlers does Houston have? One. Oh, no. I'm going to say if it wasn't for, if if the quarterback won, they had none. Maybe uh, nah. Tunsil. I don't even think, no, I wouldn't even say Tunsil. I would say no Pro Bowlers. You I mean, wouldn't say a Tunsil. Team that, you know, was picking number two in the draft last last year. So, I mean, talent-wise, the Ravens are much more talented than, you know, defensively. What do we want to take? Theirs or ours? Other than Willie Anderson, probably all of Willie. the Ravens guys, especially the linebacker for sure. Man. Pressure starts to make diamonds yes. or turds here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. I mean, this is Serrato, former executive for the uh, 49ers and Washington. Yeah. He was a, I thought he was a GM. He was the de facto GM right. throughout the 2000s. <laughs> they never saw fit to name him actual GM. Guess not. So yeah. now he's one of us. <laughs> Don't worry. No, we'll get you that raise and that title someday soon, yeah, Vinny. Or you'll be doing more radio <laughs> in Baltimore, one or the other. Um, um, a little disrespectful, I would say. Disre- this Willie Anderson. I don't like that. Willie? I don't like him calling him Willie, Willie Anderson. What is he, nine? Yeah, he's Will Anderson Jr., all right? That's disrespect to Will Anderson Sr. Inflating it. Did he think he was an offensive tackle from the Bengals? I don't know. Is that the? I think that's what he thought. Probably. He's like, wow, Willie Anderson's still going at it. I tried to sign him when I was the de facto GM. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Jack Easterby designation. Business card said de facto GM. (laughs) That's what Easterby's business card basically said. I was the assistant general manager of of the Jaguars. I call up my friends with the Jaguars. Who the hell's Jack Easterby? Yeah, <laughs> like no. <laughs> oh man. Um. So they don't. They don't think much of us. I would say for the second straight week, because Cleveland was kind of like this too. Oh yeah. Please give me all the dismissiveness. Uh, yeah, in the world. like give it I, to the Ravens me. Keep it on you, top of me. Have Let you me bathe in it? Have you learned nothing by trotting out Jacoby Jones? Have you learned nothing from the Columbia Blue jerseys? Yeah. And by disrespecting the Texans and just treating them like they're some sort of de facto bye week. Have you learned nothing from the Cleveland Browns no, last this, week? Uh, their dismissiveness is is Viagra for my football soul. I soul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed. Oh, I am de facto indeed. aroused right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> you hear me, <laughs> Willie Anderson? <laughs> That's a disrespect right there. That's disrespectful. Uh, 
that, that's disrespectful. Disrespect to Will Anderson. It is disrespectful, yeah. and it's uh, and the diamonds into or the pressure turns things into either diamonds or turds. That's disrespectful too. So, um, so we're fired up, man. Tomorrow it's big. Trying to go where no Texans team has gone before the divisional round of the playoffs. We're going to get you ready for it throughout the day. Now, coming up next, um, Bobby Slowick said a couple days ago, locked in on the Ravens, haven't taken any interviews. Well, that has changed. We will get you updated on that. Matchups that concern us, because I will say that Vinny and Haney's take that the Ravens are a very talented football team, accurate. Yeah. That's accurate. Um, matchups that are of most concern to us for the game on Saturday. We'll start to dig into this thing, and we'll do that next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Football Friday, Texans tomorrow, divisional round against the Ravens. We should mention here... Injury sheet looking pretty good for the Texans. The only the only one who's out is Jerry Hughes. He's missed the last couple games with that ankle. Feel horrible for Jerry Hughes. Um, but that's why we got to keep playing football. Maybe that ankle gets better for an AFC title game. Do it for Jerry Hughes, guys. Do it for number 55. Do it for the Houston. Yeah. I don't know if they call him that. Do, we are it. now. He's the Houston. No, Jerry Hughes has enough respect in the locker room. If they tried to call him the Houston, he'd shut that down. Yes, he would. Yeah, like, ah, oh, that's not it. Uh Question Two questionables on the injury report. Andrew Beck, George Fant. Fant illness, Beck back. Everybody else is a go, according to the injury report. I've never been more nervous about uh, a backup offensive tackle from week to week uh, than George, George Fant. Fant. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the difference between him and Heck was pretty damn big uh, in, in the, that Browns game. And one of the reasons, I think one of the reasons Miles Garrett stayed over Laramie Tunsil was that George Fant was Manning right tackle as opposed to Charlie Heck, who had been the first the first Browns game. Yep. Um, so the injury sheet looks pretty good. Big one for the Ravens. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, their top corner, is going to miss this game with a calf it's injury. A damn shame. I'd love to face the Ravens at their av- absolute best, but it's a damn, a damn shame. <laughs> <You're>, a <laughs> damn be, shame. Let's be those guys. Hey, man, like I want to face them at full strength, man. Like, no. <laughs> 
What are you talking about? Well, nobody's at full strength. Yeah, yeah there's a uh, the, the the myth of facing somebody at full strength. It can only extend to like an actual quarterback or right. something. But just as we remember, the the Browns looked past the Texans the second time around because it really seemed like their coaches, their media, and their entire fan base forgot that Case Keenum and Davis Mills aren't as good as, as CJ Stroud. Yeah, they had forgotten about so that. So likewise, I odds makers forgot yeah. about that. I, I feel like a lot of people up in Baltimore, no matter what they say, uh, kind of think, well, we've seen CJ Stroud already. We've seen him already. Right, right. That's That ain't the CJ Stroud. You ain't getting the one that you saw in week one, man. You're, getting, you're not getting one that also, I mean, the offensive coordinator was a rookie. Uh, to boot, yeah. And head coach they, was a rookie. Head coach was a rookie. Yep. They're burning timeouts. It's much, much different team back then. Very different. Yeah. Uh, text message it was listening to one hundred five seven. The fans, big bad morning show. The show hosts all looking ahead past the Texans. They have the Ravens dominating them. Their predictions: twenty seven sixteen, twenty six thirteen, thirty one seventeen. Disrespect. Disrespect. Disrespect, Disrespect I say. from Baltimore. Yep. Known chokers in the playoffs. Yep. Chokers. Big time. Except for the, you know, the Super Bowl. But chokers. But this <laughs> this current version of the uh, of the Baltimore Ravens. I like this one right here from Cody and Friendswood. Yeah. If the Texans win this week, is Lamar Jackson the James Harden of the NFL? Oh, yeah. They've yes. very much got that feel. Let's turn like, him oh, into wow. James Harden. They're awesome at rolling through the regular season. Right. But our Ravens fans, much like Cowboys fans, Going to just have to spend regular seasons kind of just being like, all right, I guess. All right, whatever. Yes. That's where that's a really fun part about this week. Aside from the actual good and positive reasons to cheer for your team, it would be fun to put that on somebody else. Yeah. To take whatever that bad Harden era, okay, you're awesome in the regular season, but let's just wait and see what happens in the playoffs. Yes. Juju and put that on to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, MVP of the league. There's every reason to believe that Lamar Jackson a good analogy, won't Cody. absolutely poop down his leg the way he has before in the playoffs because he's a different guy now with a different offensive Seth, coordinator. And Seth. yet, and yet, what? He walks around the building bringing up the Super Bowl every five minutes. Oh, I don't right. know if you read the article. Yeah. He looks more dialed in this he year. He talks about the Super Bowl and winning it. Like, he, ooh, where did he learn? Did he have to go to a personal trainer I'm to ashamed learn that? of you, Seth. You were in the league for 10 years. Don't you know when a quarterback has <clears throat> that look that in his look eyes? in his eyes, yeah. That he's going to go win these games. Yeah, I forgot about how important the look in the eye I'm was. I'm ashamed of you. Yeah. I'm ashamed of you. Um, Bobby Slowick. Here was Bobby Slowick at his press conference on Wednesday when he was asked about this upcoming game in light of the fact that he's getting a lot of interest from several NFL teams for their head coaching vacancies. Same as last week, you know, very grateful for every consideration, grateful for the opportunities, grateful to D'Amico, to Nick, to the Texans organization, you know, for giving me this opportunity. But right now, I couldn't tell you what's going on. I'm entirely locked in on, on the Ravens. You know, I know coming up here pretty soon, that process is going to start pretty quick, but I'm going to cross that bridge when I get to it right now. Right now, I'm just Baltimore. No interviews yet. That's correct. Okay, so that was as of Wednesday. Yeah. That has changed. Mm-hmm. Bobby Slowick, according to reports, took two Zoom interviews since that press conference. One with the Carolina Panthers, in which I heard he just was cackling and laughing the whole time. <laughs> it may or may not be true. I'm just joking. Dave Tepper was like, um, yeah. how do you feel about meddling right. and undermining? Is that, is that something you're into? <laughs> yeah. Is that, can I, uh, what size gimp suit do you wear? I would love for you to come be my gimp uh, slash head football coach so I can... Uh, so I can tell you what to do and how to play your quarterback and what plays to First run. First question, what size yeah. gimp suit do you wear? Do you have low self-esteem? 
Are you interested in... <laughs> Sir, Mr. Slowick, you're not checking any of these boxes. <laughs> I would play... I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to come up... I, I, I toyed with the idea of just concocting fake stories about Bobby Slowick um, to, to make him a Planting less desirable him. candidate. <laughs> yeah. But that would be wrong. What I can do... Obviously, that would be wrong. Uh, what I can do is maybe just really put it out there how miserable all these locations are. Honestly, Bobby Slogue's a pretty bright guy. If that's where he chose to go, uh, to, Carolina. Go to, Para, to, to go to the Panthers, you lose respect I would for him? lose complete and total respect for him, yeah. That's I look a, like that, he just slept with a carny for $7. That's <laughs> like, uh, had to pay the rent. Hey, man. <laughs> I said I needed to lose my virginity by age 35. She was there. All right, um, I tried to hook Meltzer up with a carny once in, uh, when, we were in West, when we were in West Virginia. Oh, I remember that. The state fair was in town when we were it's at the like, Greenbrier. It's yeah. like, Mike needs to live life. Mike needs to, uh, Mike needs, uh, you know, he's got to get out there and mix it up a little bit. So we were at the state fair, and we met this uh, the young woman. Okay, so that was my question. Yeah. Were you, did you go? Yeah, it was a woman. Did you? <laughs> yeah. No, my question was going to be. Did you go with that intent in mind, or was there a specific woman that you identified? Like, okay, this is it. Mike. Oh yeah, no, I saw her. She was, you she was working. Uh, she was working in one of the booths. She hadn't like moved up to heavy machinery yet. Uh, I was like one of those like you know goldfish booth or something. Okay, and uh, she was attractive enough by Carney standards. And <laughs> she was. She was pretty. Standards. She was really pretty. And we had we started having a nice chat with her. Okay, and I was trying to move things along, and she told us about you know how you know she is on the road and. She didn't have custody of her children, but you know, but she had a nice, she had a nice attitude. Attitude, yeah. Right? She had a nice she attitude. A- <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Mike wasn't into it. No, go Mike. figure. <laughs> you don't say. She would have broke Mike. Oh my that god, guy. a carny? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, the other interview. <laughs> speaking of toothless She's carnies, carny. she wasn't toothless. Oh, okay. I just Although, assumed. I mean, you know, Were they crooked. Yeah. yeah. No, she was. She was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not, real? not fine, but she was fine. Right, she right, was, right. Yeah. She was like, uh, Girl, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. No, no, no. I mean, no, you're just like, you're, you're fine. Just like you're average. Yeah. You know, you're good. You're not mediocre. Um, he interviewed, Sloak did, with the Tennessee Titans. This is an easy segue from carnies to oh, the God, Tennessee yeah. Titans. A state full of carnies. Right, right, right. He interviewed. Basically, all itinerant carnies that just they sleep there for a few nights and then on. They Which go. you lose respect for Bobby Slowick, if he took the Tennessee Titans head I wouldn't lose job. nearly as much respect for him there. Yeah. I would never talk to him again. Right, right, right. We've never spoken. But I never I never would I talk to him again. Uh, but he uh, that that one makes a little bit more sense. No, the, like Amy Adams Strunk, as much as she annoys us all, and as much as they've had some drama in their front office and all that, it doesn't seem like over-the-top, atypical drama. Every damn NFL team is dysfunctional in some way. Yeah. They seem like they have a normal amount of dysfunction, uh, whereas with the Panthers, that is some red-hot uh, Daniel that, Snyder-level dysfunction. That's forever dysfunction. Yeah. That's forever dysfunction. Titans is fixable dysfunction, I think. Or yeah. man, I'll call it manageable. You're never going to fix it, but it's manageable dysfunction. You have an owner in the Panthers that has all the looks of a psycho head case. Yes, yeah. and he calls the shots. And he loves calling the shots. He's almost like a character out of a superhero movie, and not one of the good ones. No, no, you know, like the, the villain of some sort. Yeah, you know, he's Bane without the mask. He's definitely got like a room full of mutants, like brainless mutants yep. hanging off of hooks, like just waiting to be enacted or something. You know, I'd be I'll, I'd, the I'd, order. I'd bet my four hundred one k on it. We better start <laughs> moving this football, or mutants are coming out. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
when people are hyped for this game. Ben, people want more like kind of hype music for yeah, this. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, just no, I'm not mad at Ben. I'm just letting him know what the people want. Get on uh get on their uh Jock Rock C D. Put it in. <laughs> we are getting a lot we're getting a lot of requests for, for music. I got a Jock Rock box set. We're gonna bring it in there. Hey! Not that that one, not that one. People no, not at all. Yeah, that's uh no, people want a little like Eye of the Tiger or Burning Heart from Rocky Four, where he's running up the snowy mountain. You know, like cheese ball oh. hype move, hype music that okay. we love. So as far as Bobby Sloak in this game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so without Marlon Humphrey playing, that does theoretically open things up a little bit. The biggest thing about the biggest thing about the Ravens is if you try to describe their defense, it's impossible because they're very, very versatile. Yeah. They can kind of do it multiple different ways. They'll. They don't blitz a bunch, but if they decide to blitz, they they can They're blitz awesome the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have like they really spread the love around. Like almost every guy on their defensive line has a sack or seven. Uh, it, like it's just that kind of a very complete football team. Yeah. Um, so Marlon Humphrey being gone detracts from that versatility a little bit, and and a lot of it really honestly is going to come down to more so. It's not a matter of attacking weaknesses. It's okay. Can you catch them? Can you catch them shifting? Can you catch them moving? And can like much like with the the Browns last week? Yeah, yeah. can can Bobby Sloak scheme some guys open? Yep. Uh, you know, because I think look, Nico's going to get his. Um, uh, uh, some of the rest of it is scheming guys open with that scheme that's running much much more like like really ever since that go ahead drive versus the Browns um, or versus the the Colts actually really starting to look exactly how they would have planned it back in week one versus the Ravens when it obviously didn't work out that way. Which matchup is the biggest concern to you? Like, which, I mean, there's so many ways, as you point out, that the Ravens yeah. can wreck this game. As, as, as tongue-in-cheek as we're being on some of this stuff with the disrespect and everything, they're a damn good football team, especially defensively and offensively, damn it. <laughs> um, which matchup is the biggest concern to you? I would say, I, I, you know, Andrews coming back theoretically, the tight end, if he comes back and and they're able to use him heavily, just that dynamic I, like, versus the Texans linebackers and safeties and just like how how quickly they adjust all that. So Isaiah likely has been very good as Andrews has been out. You get those two guys back. And Lamar Jackson's always been very good at getting the ball to the tight ends, and this year's no exception. Um, that's that's something that's shown improvement, and yet it's going to be a concern until they show that it doesn't need to be improvement. Yeah. Um, a concern. The linebackers are a big concern. Yeah. Matabike is, I for whatever reason, my concern, this goes back to, this probably is PTSD from CJ getting concussed against yeah. the Jets. I feel like every week for me, a key has been the interior of the Texans' offensive line. Holding up, and yeah. they held up well last week I, I against think the, Cleveland. You know, the biggest thing about that is that so Matabika, the de- defensive tackle for the Ravens, um, second team All Pro, really the, good this year. The biggest thing about that is that Slowick's been really just throwing bodies at the problem, and it and it obviously helps when you have Laramie Tunsil, and if George Fant can, what was he out with yesterday? Just illness, illness. just oh, illness. illness. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He should be on ill. Tell me hurt. I don't know. Yeah, feel better by tomorrow. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so. Um, like having a fullback in there, using two tight end sets, all of that stuff, that's throwing bodies at the situation has worked pretty well since CJ's been back. CJ's been better getting rid of the ball. But yeah, that's a it's a huge mismatch and it's a problem. Um the the biggest thing to remember is that okay, the Browns the Browns, it's interesting. The Browns play a lot of man. Um 
had a very, very good defense, had a cornerback get banged up right before the game. And what did Bobby Slowick do? He tested Ward right off the bat. Right out of so the So Ward, uh, Ward the, the defensive back, was banged up. They tested him with Nico Collins immediately and got the ball to Nico. So I think likewise here with Marlon Humphrey out, they're just going to they'll, they'll test the cornerbacks and see exactly how they respond and everything. Yeah, man. First throw. You can't come in bashful. I don't expect the Texans to come in bashful. Dude, that's this that's thing. the last thing I expect. Yeah. I think like I, I think sometimes the phrase house money is overused because psychologically it's nobody's like nobody's going in thinking like, oh yeah, nothing to lose here. Nobody expected us to be here. I do think that you can go in with that attitude of like, oh, okay, these guys are overlooking us again, huh? And you know what? Nobody's counting like it's us against the world, and we're just going to go for it. Yeah. And who gives a damn? And the defense is good enough that I don't think you have to worry about. You know, if you pull, if you try that tactic and you have an awful defense, then there's a really good chance that you're going to get. You're either going to win, or there's a ninety percent chance that you're going to lose you're by gonna forty. Win. You're yeah. going to win twenty four to twenty three, or you're going to lose fifty one to seven. Yeah, like this isn't that type of team. No. They can just they can just go for it on offense, and and frankly, just come in and be like the smaller, undersized guy that. Punches the big dude in the mouth. Yep. And see how, see how he responds. People are hyped. Baltimore stinks is a text message. Baltimore. Well, there you go. Baltimore stinks. Yeah. Regular season heroes between the Ravens and the Orioles. Trash ah. in the postseason. Orioles. Yeah, it's a city thing. It's a culture thing with them. We have a championship culture here. That's true. Minute Maid Park, baby. Yeah. Astros. Rockets back in the day. Now it's a Texans <laughs> turn. <laughs> Mid nineties. <laughs> Two banners. That DNA is. I still was here there. for one of them. Uh, yeah, that's, that's still the aroma of those championships Absolutely, is still man. wafting around. The hype video still plays before every game. Yeah. It's wafting. Yes, yeah. the ghosts. The Ravens championship is stained. Mm-hmm. We know what it's stained by. Deer antler spray. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. IGF one baby. Yeah, that's it. You that's guys it. got. What's your version of deer antler? You got. Is Hugh Jackson going to save your ass pharmaceutically this year? I don't think so. Joe Flacco ain't walking through that door. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this press conference on our TV right Mike now. Mike McCarthy? Studio. Yes, yes. We're, we're going to do it. We're unveiling a new segment in the 7 o'clock hour. Do you think people in Baltimore think that Joe Flacco is better than Lamar Jackson? Um, I, 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 think bet, that, I bet there's a portion of them that do. I, think it within, I, I bet within a big faction of the fan base, he's more well thought of than Lamar Jackson. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, he, he, he just... You turn on the uh, YouTube, and you know he's not a better football player than yeah. him or more talented football player. Yeah, rings will do crazy things to people, man. Yeah, yeah. I think they think he's better. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. I think they do. Okay, I think seventy-eight percent of Baltimore fans really think. That, I'll roll like, with you on this one. Feel like I I'll wish, go with you. On I, this I wish one. Flacco was in here. I think seventy-eight percent of Ravens fans wish they had Joe Flacco, Instead like present-day Joe Flacco. Yeah, they watched him up through last week, and they don't blame him for last week either. And they say, "That oh, boy." If Flacco, if we just Flacco is just five. ice under pressure. Yeah, not like just, this Lamar Jackson just character. Just had five. Yep. Um, all right, let's get to headlines. We'll get you up to speed on this game in headlines. Bill O'Brien is back. Not in our lives, thankfully. He's kind of in C.J. Stroud's life, though. We'll explain that. The Astros are going big game hunting in free agency, reportedly. So we got a lot to get to in headlines. We'll do that next. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Twin Peaks Studios, here's Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's get to Texans and the Ravens. Let's start with the injury report. I'd say it looks pretty good for the Texans. A couple questionables. Andrew Beck, questionable uh, with a back injury. Uh, George Fant was uh, suffering from an illness yesterday. He's listed as questionable. Other than that, a lot of guys banged up but ready yeah. to go. Yeah, you know, yeah. For the most part, as healthy as you could hope to be at this that's point. That's a good the way season. to put it. Well, yep. except for the, I mean, the big ones are uh, <laughs> Will Anderson. Ever since uh, ever since that Baltimore radio host called him Willie Anderson, I'm having a hard time not saying Willie Anderson. Uh, except for Willie Anderson, ah, Will Anderson and John Grenard. Um, those are the two big concerns, as they were last week and the week before that, because they really are. Uh, key to this effort the the Baltimore Ravens offensive tackles including Ronnie Stanley who's very very good uh they've been very banged up so they've been very inconsistent this year and just as it was in week one where Grenard had some really nice rushes against Ronnie Stanley there's opportunity there and now you add um you add Derek to the mix Derek too. Barnett and yeah. it's uh like so that's that's just like last week versus the Browns where I told you guys like all right the the edge rushers are going to be key in this game Yet again, they are very, very big in this game. Here was John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens head coach, with an update on their injury situation. Uh, it could go there. Uh, Duvernay looks good. I'd say he's going to play for sure. Mark is uh, still up in the air. Marlin, uh, uh, you know, it's a little dicey right now with Marlin. He hasn't practiced. I don't know if he'll make it. Uh, he's probably the person I'm least optimistic about right now. All right, so he had, and, and with, good, with good reason, the Marlin he's talking about is cornerback uh, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, that press conference took place before the injury report came out late yesterday afternoon. Marlon Humphrey will not play in this game. That's good news for C.J. Stroud, good news for Nico Collins, good news for Bobby Slowick. Their top corner is out. The mark he's talking about is Mark Andrews, their Pro Bowl tight end, who's missed missed the first game against the Texans in Week 1, actually, yeah. and then missed a big chunk of the season with an injury. The broken leg, right? Yeah, yeah. he's he's back. Uh, he's uh, set to be activated, and it's it's he's listed as questionable, and as John Harbaugh just said, up in the air right now as to whether or not he'll play. I would guess, Seth, even if he played, it's not going to be one of these things where he's playing 80% of the snaps or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go in and just expect him to, to give you the full-bore effort. Of course, you know, the broken leg, you can uh, – who knows? It's, um, you know, you're either <laughs> – Football players. No, you're either healed or you're not. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's a more of a conditioning issue, but it's not yeah. like a it's not like a hamstring or a groin yeah, or yeah. something where you have to be touch and go with it. Yeah. If, if the bone's healed, he's good to go. It's just about what his endurance is. Right. Um, the, the big thing – Really, if you if people ask about this team versus the 2019 and 20 Ravens, and where, where they, you know, were disappointments in the playoffs, uh, one of the biggest differences, aside from the offensive coordinator, is which means they're like they're just way more diverse as an offense. They're less predictable. They can attack different ways, but they also just have a better crew of receivers. Without just absolutely blowing you away or anything, they've got more depth and. 
yeah. kind of diversity amongst the receivers with Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, especially. Um, like that, that's uh, that's one big difference with Lamar Jackson now versus then. It's the stuff around him. It's the offensive coordinator more so than Lamar Jackson himself. All right, we'll dig back into this matchup at the top of the hour. We should also mention uh, Bobby Slowick, who, as of a couple days ago, had not taken any interviews yet, did between now and back then, has done two of them. Yesterday, I, I would guess. That's when they were reported. Zoom, uh, yeah, Adam Schefter reported that he completed a Zoom interview with the Panthers and the Titans. Yes, yes. One of those I would be incredibly shocked if he took. If he uh, if he's like trying to be selective and maybe, maybe he coaches, maybe he doesn't, I'd be really shocked if the Panthers are the one that pulls him in. Unless they just throw a just an obscene amount of money at them, um, I mean it's all obscene money if you've never if you've never had a head coaching job before. For sure, but the, I, I think the Titans are maybe the bigger threat there, especially because Rand Carthon, the GM, has has a background and familiarity with him from the 49ers. Uh, he's doesn't mean they're best buds or anything, but Rand Carthon is interviewing him for the head coaching job, so he's he's definitely approves of him. Um, on, on some level. Yeah, and I guess, you know, whereas yesterday you and I were talking when he said he hadn't taken any interviews, I think you and I both kind of arrived at, arrived at a place where we're like, okay, well, that makes me a little more optimistic yeah. than maybe sticking around. He's taking interviews now. <laughs> I saw know? people crying hypocrisy or that he was uh, that he was being inconsistent by saying that he was, that at the moment that he answered that question that he hadn't really thought about it too much. Um, I don't know. I guess he might have just, like, I, I don't think it's inconsistent. I, I, I think a lot. What happens when he said that is a lot of people assumed that he wasn't going to be talking to anybody until after this game. Yeah, where it may have been as simple as okay, yesterday's like a Friday in your normal game week. Bingo. He may have told his agent like, all right, like just set things up for Friday, and like I don't want to think too much about this, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, isn't you tell me? Isn't kind of the hay is kind of in the barn at this point when it comes to all the game planning? And yeah, everything? in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's not like he's doing it in the middle of. Tuesday or Wednesday this yeah. week. In the regular season, you start kind of you start kind of scouting the next week's opponent on Saturday, but you don't like obviously this week. Well, they do that with the, both potential Bills and the teams. Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the advanced scouting guys for sure. Um, so Bobby well, the coaches Slo- themselves too, but yeah, yeah, that's always been weird to me. I never knew under like coach's ability to like start thinking about the next week. Like as a player, it always felt weird to me. Yeah. Um, so Slowick took a couple of interviews, Carolina and Tennessee. Meanwhile, speaking of new hires. Bill O'Brien, this dropped last night. A lot of reaction. He is the new offensive coordinator at the Ohio State University. Yeah, so finally Ryan Day will get some help for that struggling offense. Right, so the, right, that's, right. Uh, I know, like, this when is I what... think of Ohio State, I'm like, God, if they could just get a Bill O'Brien in there. Bill O'Brien so... continues his masterful job of finding jobs that he can kind of glom onto something. And then yeah. <laughs> he can glom onto something that's already good. Sometimes actually make it a little bit worse, but then get another opportunity uh, to, to, to create something. He doesn't create it, but then he goes back to something that's already really good. And, uh, like, and, and so it shall continue for the next 30 years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pe- people laugh at me when I say this, but because they think of Bill O'Brien in the, the drops that Ben just played, in press conferences, blustery. Um, Doesn't when- matter what it looked like. Exactly. When you get Bill O'Brien sitting down in like a one-on-one setting or a private setting where you're having a conversation with him, he can be very charming. You know what I mean? Like he can be quite the salesperson. He can be very engaging. Engaging is probably a better word than charming. Yeah. Because he's, he's, I mean, he does have, he's a little rough around the edges, but he's, he can be very engaging. And for those of you that are skeptical about that, 
the body of work that he's putting together in terms of getting hired for jobs yeah. backs up my contention with this. He keeps getting very good jobs. So what what happens to Brian Hartline, who is kind of maybe sort of the offensive coordinator sometimes? Okay, but, well, I guess I'm supposed to but, keep that title, but not always. Yeah. Or like I no, but he's like the he's listed. He'll be listed on various websites as the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. Yeah. So he was some kid, but it was never really like nobody ever really thought of him as the actual offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm not so sure. He's not just sure. a downgraded to. So now Bill O'Brien is the new fake offensive coordinator, I suppose. Or maybe Ryan Day wants to he wants to offload all that and I can't imagine Bill O'Brien taking a college job where he's not calling plays. Yeah. Right? Might be might be might be some drama coming up this uh, oh, there will be there's always yeah, drama. Yeah. It's Bill O'Brien, yeah. Um what do you think Laramie Tunsil is telling CJ Stroud about his Alma mater's new offensive coordinator. Uh, Laramie's Laramie's the only one in the locker room that's been around Bill O'Brien. I don't know. I mean, how long was Laramie around Bill O'Brien? A season and change. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have an issue? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just curious. I don't assume that he dislikes him or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm just wondering, like, as far as a play caller goes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because, like, but it it was starting to work. Everything was starting to click um, for for Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. and in that year in 2020 you know and it ended up being Tim Kelly for the majority of the year they're running Bill O'Brien's offense so I don't know I would imagine Tunsil feels like okay about I mean he did bring I mean O'Brien brought him here and paid him him a big a big time contract yeah and by the time Tunsil got here you know Deshaun Watson was starting to come into his own so I'm guessing that he just uh I'm guessing he's fine with Bill yeah, O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm I'm not asking the question looking for you to trash Bill O'Brien. That's what I was looking for. Like I was I'm curious cuz CJ Stroud's probably asking people in the building today like okay, he loves Ohio State University. Yeah. Tell me about this guy who's the new OC for this team I sit down and watch every Saturday. Yeah. You know? I think that um I mean like that that's that, I think Deshaun was cool with O'Brien. I think the players were cooler with him than fans were. I think there was an assumption by some that it was Deshaun that wanted O'Brien out of here, and that that is not the sense I got at all. No, no. And publicly, he he always backed Bill O'Brien. Real quick, Astros reportedly, according to Chandler Rome, who's citing sources, going after Josh Hader, one of the best closers in baseball. That's an interesting little topic. We'll dig into that a little bit later. But, man, what does that mean for Ryan Presley? That would be $20 a year they'd probably have to pay for a closer. Which is completely out of left field for a team that's like we're up against the competitive balance tax, but now we're going to go sign the most competitive, the most expensive closer in, in baseball. Um, so something to keep an eye on with the Astros as the off season continues to unfold for our local team here. All right, paint me a picture, guys, on the text page. He wants us to paint a picture of what a Texans win looks like. And man, D'Amico, D'Amico is getting a ton of love nationally for that viral video that dropped couple days ago of him coaching christian harris we'll hear some of that uh next okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.